Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things Podcast. That's what you are about to listen to. That's what you've downloaded. That's what's uh, happening here, friends. We're getting returns in already. And we are the unanimous winners of Greatest Podcast of All Time. We can safely project that we are the champions. That's That's right. That's right. For a while, it was too close to call. But now, we're the greatest and the best. Uh, thanks for, for downloading and subscribing. Thanks for leaving reviews on iTunes. Thanks for all that you do for the show. We hope uh, you like our efforts. We've, we've got a brand new one that's about to get started here. The uh, podcast is brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have two locations, one in Milan on Tech Drive and one in Galesburg on West Main Street. Milan is open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. The Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. And the recreational waiting list, those are available. That makes it nice and easy. You can reserve your time. Just go to the website. That's ntillinois.com. Let's get started with... Number one. 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 Number one. I feel like we've read a story similar to this in the not-too-distant past. I feel like this is a thing. I don't know if this is a trend or if... What is it with people that are weed dealers and uh, exotic animals? Does it seem like people that have... Like giant weed growing operations tend to also have some sort of weird animal on. I haven't noticed on that, display, but Did, haven't we done a story similar to this? The headline reads: Police sees three kangaroos during a hundred and fifty million dollar illegal cannabis raid. Well, that's a big raid. That's quite an operation if you're talking one hundred and fifty million dollars. And what is the role of the kangaroos? Well, they put the weed in their pouch and deliver it. Cause that'd be pretty cool. There's a knock at the door. It's the thump of a weed-delivering kangaroo. And he's got some, I don't know, some treats a, for you in his pouch. Just, if, uh, if big weed producers like that feel mm-hmm. as though they need to be somewhat... Uh, uh, Eccentric? Yes. Like it's part of their persona? Yeah. It's either it's either the kangaroos or I'm going to have uh, flamingos. I'm something peacocks. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, there's always I have to put on some sort of show for people. It's not enough to have 150 million dollars worth of weed. You also have to have some sort of menagerie of what was animals the, that don't belong. What was the television uh, commercial campaign that had somebody who was quite exotic had like a tiny little giraffe that they <laughs> you remember that yeah what was that for i uh, don't remember i don't remember was it like a russian oligarch who had somehow gotten a tiny giraffe i want to say it was like direct tv or something i think it was direct tv yeah yeah but it had to have he had got his hands on a, a, a miniature giraffe which would be and that's what cool. people want right if you're gonna uh, run in those circles that's what i'm saying Massive police bus just north of Toronto, in which $150 million worth of illegally grown marijuana was seized along with guns, crossbows, and several exotic animals. Yeah, crossbows is another thing where it's like, look at how... Uh Look, guys, we're going to do a weed operation, but we're going to be cool. We're going to have cool stuff. We're going to, yeah, defend ourselves in a very cool way. We're building a trebuchet. It's going to be fantastic. Among the creatures found at 15 different properties that were searched during the raid were three kangaroos and two zebras. <laughs> Why? 
Why do you have kangaroos and zebras well, in your weed growing operation? Dogs and cats aren't going to impress anybody. But who needs to be impressed? You got $150 million worth of weed. I am a serious businessman. <laughs> know this. Sure, I'd like to get high, but I haven't really seen any cool animals in a while. Smoke weed every day. Oh, check out this kangaroo, man. What are you doing? Animal Control notified they said Hiranda is investigating. They ended up arresting 37 people as a result of this raid. Exotic animals were located in Schomburg, Ontario. I don't know how you get kangaroos up there. I don't know what you're doing with zebras. This was part of a massive operation that the, I have to assume, Mounties were doing, right? Isn't that that who runs this sort of operation? Uh, They called it Project Green Sweep. Investigators with the York Regional Police Organized Crime Bureau Guns, Gangs, and Drug Enforcement executed 15 search warrants at various indoor and outdoor cannabis grow operations throughout the region. That might not be a bad job for me. What's that? Just to... Mountie? Canadian Mountie? No, just it's my job to name operations. <laughs> you know. Right, okay. All right. So it just has to come through my desk, mm-hmm. and I'm going to... Okay, so what's going on? What's the deal? Well, we understand uh, we've got a, an operation here that we want to break up. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. A bunch of mm-hmm. uh, bunch mm-hmm. of cocaine smugglers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'd like to mm-hmm. we'd like to arrest them, but we need a, a catchy mm-hmm. name. Um, we're going to go with Operation Candyland. <laughs> hey, that's good. So, see, that's, you know, and then I do that, and then I have <laughs> I have lunch, and then I probably go home, you know, about three, just, you know, shuffle some papers, make myself look like I'm busy, but basically my job is just to name operations. We've got a bunch of people smuggling citrus fruit into the, into the country, mm-hmm. and we're going to finally crack down on this, but we need a name for the operation. We're going to call that Operation Deep Squeeze. <laughs> And then I just sign off on that. Uh, this really is your calling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in triplicate, blah, blah, blah. And I move and on. And I knock both of those out of the park before lunch. But I am going to need that lunch. Uh, I do need lunch. <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm, I think I, I'm going to go also. I have to see my dentist, too. So I might be gone a little longer than normal. The officers up there seized a total of 28,964 plants. And about 4,000 pounds of harvested cannabis. The total street value of approximately $150 million. Wow. Now that's $150 million Canadian. What do those kangaroos go for? I don't know. How do you even get the ball rolling with kangaroos? That's not something you can find on Craigslist, right? I don't know where you would get it. There's, there's yeah, mail order kangaroos, I don't think. Seven firearms, two crossbows, and... A conducted energy weapon were also located. A what? Uh, it says a conducted energy weapon. What does that even mean? Like a laser pistol? Uh, I think like a laser. I got a laser, I got a kangaroo, and I got $150 million worth of weed. Don't tell me I don't know how to run a business. Let's rock and roll, Canada. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's make this happen. What is $150 million to uh, actual dollars? What would that be? $150 million to uh, Canadian. Oh, let me see. How would you do that? How many loons is that? <laughs> All right, so that would be about $112 million American. 
That's still, still a lot. That's a lot of dope, right? And the, how many kangaroos is that American? See, I don't know. Is that still three? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I think there's. I don't know. Still three. I don't know what the kangaroo conversion rate is. Uh huh. If a Canadian kangaroo is equal to like one and a third American kangaroos, hmm. how would that work? Joey, <laughs> how does that work, baby? Organized crime networks have embedded themselves in these uh, businesses, and uh, they, they well, wanted, you got to keep your eyes open for that. But yeah, got to be aware of that. There's always that possibility. Proceeds diverted from the illicit cannabis trade often fund other facets of these crime groups, including, they say here, the distribution of methamphetamine, cocaine, and firearms. It's likely that the exotic animals, if not pets, were being sold on the criminal market as well. Mm-hmm. So they're doing cannabis sales, but also they got kind of like a side hustle where they're selling kangaroos to people. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would make sense that your weed dealer would probably know a guy who can get you a zebra. Yeah, you know, right? Because they kind of... It's a well-rounded organization. Like, if I were to say, I need a zebra and I need it by noon... You don't come to me. You'd go to your weed dealer, right? You don't. Like, hey, you got to know somebody. Do, do you know someone? <laughs> hey, hey, I don't need any weed. Uh, I'm good, but I was just wondering, and this might sound like a crazy question. Do you know someone who can get me a kangaroo? See, now- And then your weed guy's like... I might know a guy. See, if I, if I needed that sort of a, a kangaroo, I don't know. I might I might reach out to mm, Angie Sharp. <laughs> Are you trying to do a segue here? Or? Uh, with uh, no, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to do. <laughs> Are you a saying seg- it's time to do the news? No, I'm not trying to say that. But it's you know they're news people. They they have a scanner. They hear things. Yeah, I, well, we'll we'll find out. I just Googled, I want to buy a kangaroo, uh-huh. and there's a website here that's it just goes right to it, kangaroos for sale. Oh, boy. Owning a kangaroo as a pet. It says, whenever someone considers owning an exotic animal as a pet, the first question they usually ask is, would a insert name of species here make a good pet? The truth is, as most experts agree, the question should be, would I make a good owner of an insert name of species here? Uh-huh. Ideally, I don't know that the answer is yes. The prospective owner of an exotic pet should consider, seriously consider the needs of the animal and whether or not they can fulfill those needs. It is only after thoughtful consideration of these needs and possible extenuating circumstances that a possible owner should look into owning such a pet. That said, I got a male bottlenose baby red kangaroo Joey. It's for sale from Wisconsin. And they, they will ship this. To your home. I don't want you shipping a kangaroo. <laughs> a bottle-fed baby red kangaroo that's, available in a new home. That's awful. There's no price, though. How much do they well, want? Well, if you for? have to ask. This uh, this baby uh, kangaroo, this this was posted uh, just on Friday. Hey, I noticed that uh, you're showing up for work with black eyes. What gives? This is very weird. Uh, there's a female red kangaroo. Now, this is from Kansas. Uh, they want $7,000 for her, and swear to God, they've got her dressed, Darren, in a wedding gown. That's messed up, right? Yeah, I don't like this. Why is she dressed in a wedding gown? You want a mail-order bride, you get those from... People shouldn't be buying and trading kangaroos. 
Why is she wearing a wedding gown? That's disturbing on a thousand levels. Uh-huh. Well, finally going to do it. Finally going to get hitched. Got me a kangaroo in the mail. And uh, we're, we're going to get married. We'll make an honest kangaroo out of her. Yeah, let's see. 6500 bucks. What would You would need a lot of... You would need a lot of space I, I, for I a kangaroo, yeah, right? You would think so. And oh. always busting stuff. Yeah, right? Knocking stuff over. Don't they like punch you and stuff? Isn't that well, their thing? Well, that's what like... I'm saying. Yeah. No thanks. Uh, I mean, I think I'm a, I'm, I think I make a good dog owner, but. Here's a, a male six-banded armadillo for sale for $2,000. Well, that's a little more my speed. Or. Two thousand dollars. You can you can either pay two thousand dollars or two thousand dollars in trade towards a female kangaroo. The, they're looking to do some trading here. This this yeah. this uh, they had to shut this yeah, thing this, down. Yeah, this, this should not be perpetuated. <laughs> no. Two. 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 Doctor got tricked into buying a wish granting Aladdin's magic lamp, as one does. Yeah. That happens. This is a doctor. Uh-huh. Of who, what? Who had his his desire to have his wishes fulfilled by a magical lamp, uh-huh. like in Aladdin. All you have to do is plug it in. Just got back to India from London. Cheated by two men who claimed that they were tantrics or sorcerers. Members of the band Tantric. <laughs> They sold him Aladdin Ka Shirag, which is Aladdin's magic lamp. Mm-hmm. Says so right here. Mm-hmm. Got a label on it. Yep. Only cost him a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, boy. They promised it would fulfill all of his wishes. The incident took place in the northern Indian city of Mirut. Good old first wish, I need that money back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be. I wish I had that money back. <laughs> that would be wish number one. Why would? But, okay, if the lamp is what these two tantric sorcerers say that it is, uh-huh. I'm willing to go along with you on this. I want to believe if it is a magical lamp, why would they sell it? Yeah. Why would well, someone sell a magical lamp? You've used up your wishes. Right? Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. This is no good to me. You only get three, and you didn't make the first wish for more wishes? And people can just go around passing themselves off as sorcerers? Well, again, this is in northern India. So, I mean, I'm guessing... Does that make it easier? It's probably a little bit easier. I mean... The victim is Dr. Laik Khan. He went to the cops when he realized he'd been duped and filled out a complaint against these two uh, cheating sorcerers. The doctor claimed that the tantric and his friend would often make him see a genie appearing from the magical lamp. But every time he asked if he could take the lamp home, they'd say, no, you can't, because it might hurt you. No. How is it any easier to pass yourself off as a tantric or a sorcerer in northern Indiana? or India. North, yeah. Northern uh, this isn't in Whiting. This isn't in Munster. This is in the city a, of Meerut in the state of Uttar Pradesh. Meriville. <laughs> no. How is it any easier, though? I am the genie of the lamp. Have a pierogi. 
<laughs> not any easier to pass yourself off in, in uh, northern India as eastern Iowa. Yes, it is. Because that they're, it's a different culture, Darren. Mm. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying it's worth a it's worth a whirl, <laughs> worth a go. According to the police reports, a patient first visited uh, Doctor Khan in 2018. Khan. Patient's name is Samina. Visited Doctor Khan in 2018 for a surgery. After which, he started visiting her frequently, supposedly here for post-surgery care. The doctor alleged that when he met this uh, occultist, whose name was Islamuddin, through Samina at her place, the tantric of one of his friends promised to make him a billionaire and give him magical powers courtesy of Aladdin's magic lamp. (laughs) Dr. Khan also claims that the two would often uh, make him see the jinn, or genie, appearing through the magical lamp. However, he later realized that he was being fooled and that the genie was actually Samina's husband. (laughs) 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 The the jig is up. Police have arrested the two accused... Uh, the search is on for this woman, Samina. So she she hit the bricks, but the two sorcerer guys have been captured. You know, it's interesting. I ran into uh, Samina this weekend. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Uh, she said I had potential. Okay. Number three. 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 College kids having problems paying their tuition fees because of everything that's going on. And at the University of Tegalaleng in Bali, mm-hmm. they're going to start letting the students down there pay their tuition fees with coconuts. Hmm. <laughs> Venus One Tourism Academy has come up with a solution for their students that have been unable to pay their tuition fees due to the pandemic. They're finding a way, it says here, to empower their student entrepreneurship skills. Go climb a tree. While being able to pay their tuition at the same time. And what we need you to do, kids, is bring us some coconuts. They say here that the students will be able to bring coconuts that are being used to harvest virgin coconut oil there at the school. Uh, Wayan Pasik Aduputra is a, a... tourism academy official there and he says at first we began an installment program to pay their tuition Mm -hmm. fees but now we've become more flexible we've been producing virgin coconut oil and we try to get them involved during the production process by paying their tuition with only coconuts i need a new textbook here are three coconuts wouldn't that be wonderful if you could just pay for stuff with coconuts well it's bulky yeah? It's, it could be a bigger nuisance than you think. School implemented this program back in March and is accepting tuition payments in the form of coconuts, moringa leaves, and gatu cola leaves, which is, is being used to produce things like herbal soap. Is that a coconut in your pants? <laughs> I'm just happy to be matriculating here uh-huh. at this fine Bali institution. Students can also resell their own products and develop entrepreneurial skills. Used coconuts? We prefer gently used coconuts. Uh-huh. We listen, this certif- this is a certified coconut. Uh-huh. 
We don't just take any used coconut on off the streets. They say we have to educate the students to teach them to be uh, optimizing the natural resources in their surroundings. So when the pandemic is over, they'll be able to be more than just common workers. The university has got an operational permit from an employment agency to operate this uh, coconut business. They implemented health and safety protocols to prevent the spread of COVID-19, including a limited number of students on each shift and daily temperature checks. I have to admit, I'm super ignorant as to, I'm assuming this is in the Pacific Ocean. Is Bali a place that has a ton of people? And couldn't you, wouldn't it be kind of easy to control coronavirus on a little tiny island? It's uh, it's on the Strip in Vegas, I believe. Different Bali. Oh. Different Bali's. I, totally I different guess, scene. I guess I'm not following you then. Bali high! It's the South Pacific, right? Bally low. <laughs> Four. 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 Hasbro releasing something they think adults will enjoy. It's Play-Doh for grown-ups. Mm-hmm. Like a stress reliever? And it says it features a set of adult smells. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where my mind went, too. That's not what they mean. Oh. I mean, I mean a, a musk is a musk, but... Hasbro releasing a line of Play-Doh for adults. Uh-huh. What do they want for that? What does Play-Doh go for? It's pretty cheap. Yeah. What I about mean, Silly Putty? That's pretty cheap, too, still. You can get those for, like, a buck or two. Silly Putty, probably a better stress reliever than Play-Doh. You know, there's something about Play-Doh, and I'll tell you why I think this is a colossal mistake. But first, let me tell you more about the grown-up sure. Play-Doh six-pack, which is available, again, uh, at... at Wherever you get your Play-Doh, I imagine. Six different scents? Six different scents. Uh-huh. Uh, there is uh, Mom Jeans, which smells like clean denim. Overpriced Latte, which is Play-Doh that smells like coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, Grilled King, a Play-Doh that smells like smoked meats. Mm. Dad Sneakers, just smells like rubber. Uh, Spa Day has a floral scent. And then there's Lord of the Lawn, which is fresh cut grass. Okay. Four ounce cans. Uh, it has a, a color scheme to match. So, like the Grill King looks like, you know. Yeah, red, you don't want the kids meat. around that because kids eat Play Doh anyway. They do. They say it's non toxic. But I don't know that Play Doh that smells like sausage would be. That'd be hard for me not to try and eat. Well, except that you're going to figure out pretty early on there's no flavor mm. or very little flavor. Hmm. Not that I would know. <laughs> Here's the thing with this grown-up Play-Doh. Uh-huh. By, by changing the sense, there is something about Play-Doh when you buy it as an adult for your kid. Yeah. That smell takes you back to your childhood. Yeah. Yeah, nothing takes you back more than smells. That's what they say. That's what I say. That's what everyone... Who else is saying that? Everyone says that. Everyone says that? That's not a thing that you came up with. That that smells will spark something more than anything else? Yeah, smell triggers memory more than anything anything visual even. Yeah, right. That makes sense. There's a certain scent that just takes you back immediately. Like your bowling glove. Oh, that'd give anything for just one more puff on that thing. It's gone? You don't have it? Why would I have a bowling glove from I when know. I was eight years old? No, you might have left. You old. might have left. It, I mean, it's possible it's in my old bowling bag. It, if if Fred and Jeannie uh, saved that, I don't know. My guess is that got tossed out. 
yeah, that might not have made the move. No. If they were still in the same house, then there's a good chance. This is the thing. I know exactly where to find my old bowling ball in the house I yeah. grew up in. Yeah. But nobody in no my family let is, you in. Yeah. No, we haven't lived in that house in 20 years. Do you mind if I take a look? <laughs> oh, I, I this is kind of odd, but if... Look, there it is. is that, I just need this glove. Hang is, on. And I don't even want to take the glove. I just want to... Oh, that's better. Thank you. Okay. I got to go. You should have never opened the door to that one. When did your parents move to Wisconsin? It was 20 years ago. It's 2000, right? In 2000. Okay, so then your your stuff was there for a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, your room was probably intact, right? Oh, I don't know. Was your room, I mean, or did they change your room right away? I don't remember that. I'm trying to remember, like, because I left, I left in 90. Did you and Joe both have a room or did yeah. you share? No, we had You both had place. your own rooms? Yeah, we had our own places. Yeah. And, like, I didn't go home. I didn't visit a lot. Yeah, no, I, I Once I was out, I was out. I didn't go back Yeah, for very often. And when I did, I was in a... You probably spent the night at someone else's house. More often than not, yeah. Yeah, you on the on the couch somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's well, go I with wish, that. I really Let's wish, go with that. I wish, you'd have, I wish you would have snagged that glove. <laughs> it would have been something else. So this is available if you want to make a... If you've always dreamt of playing... With Play-Doh that smells like do, meat or do, coffee. That's a thing. Do kids have scented Play-Doh? Probably not, huh? No, because you don't want the kids to, to eat, it. eat it. Yeah. I mean, Play-Doh smells like Play-Doh you don't for want, a like, reason. You don't want candy-scented. No, like that candy would be... Candy-cane-scented uh, Play-Doh, they'd be asking for it. Yeah. They're going to have a gut ache what with all happens that dough if, in your stomach. If a kid were to eat Play-Doh... I don't think you have to induce vomiting. I think it's just going to maybe... Yeah, if they you might want to you they might instruct you to ha- have the child miss a meal. <laughs> why would why would that? Well, I just don't. I think you've had enough. Miss a meal. Miss a meal. I would think you'd want your kids to eat to push it out. Well, maybe. Right. Um, give them some Alestra, <laughs> some chips that have Alestra. And where are you finding those? I don't know. It's, it's right, you not, can't. You you, can't. Are, you understand? It's not 1993 you anymore. You can't find Alestra chips anymore. No. Oh, they took those off the market. Oh, they were just covered in Vaseline is yeah, all it, it was. They didn't taste great, and there was anal leakage. It left a film on your tongue. Yeah, and everywhere else. Who thought that was a good idea? Well, it was, Who, a, way, I, it was a way, Darren, for our nation to lose weight while eating potato chips. By just letting the chips slide right through And you. everything else. Yeah. But, I mean, who tasted that and didn't say, guys, I don't think we're there yet? Die. Yeah, it was Olean, right? Olean was. Oh, the, was that the product? Olean was like the palatable brand name for Olestra. Uh huh. If they would put Olestra on your chips, they would call it Olean, and you, it was a way for you to lose weight. Hey, fatty, you want to lose some weight? Eat these ruffles. That'll that'll get you down there, uh, down to your goal weight. There, tons of fun. Why don't you, you keep slapping these? Potato chips into your you mouth. You can eat all the chips you want. You don't even have to chew them. Eating Play-Doh is relatively harmless. Relatively. Says, says a pediatrician. In general, Play-Doh is considered to be minimally toxic. If you minimally? Bought it, if you bought it from a store. That's interesting because it says in very bold type on the can, non-toxic. The pediat- yeah, which is it? Pediatrician is saying minimally toxic. 
Mm, that's not the same thing. That is if you bought your Play-Doh from the store. If you're some one of these nuts that makes their own Play-Doh, uh-huh. oh boy, I don't have to tell you. Commercially available forms of Play-Doh consist of clay. Clay is not something that your body can absorb. So it has a minimal toxicity. You should take a, they say here, wait and see approach. Quote, what we recommend from the Poison Control Center is to observe the child and give food and drink as normal. If they tolerate that and are behaving normally, we know everything will be fine. There are a few ingredients, though, in commercially available This one's available not behaving Play-Doh. normally. Oh, he always acts that way. They say some formulations of Play-Doh contain gluten and we'd be more problematic for children with celiac disease. So if your kid has a gluten sensitivity, you want to check the label on your brand of modeling clay. My sciatica's coming back. Oh, now, now my phlebitis is all flaring up. I got shingles, I got ringworm, and I got uh, the Play-Doh squirts. Oh, my lumbago. <laughs> it's it's- You also, they I'll say, give you lumbago. You also, they say here, have to consider just how much Play-Doh your kid is eating. Absolutely. Large quantities of Play-Doh would upset a child's stomach and could cause some vomiting. Other sides of stomach distress could also occur. Ingestion of larger amounts of commercial store-bought Play-Doh would result in minor symptoms of nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, constipation, and Darren. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. So there's that. The kid ate four cans of it before <laughs> before I knew what was going on. Oh my god, I'm an awful parent. <laughs> that kid is gonna be hot to try. <laughs> they say preventing your toddler pr- from eating non food is tricky enough pray, because they put everything in their you'll mouth. You'll pray for the. Tr- for the trots. <laughs> that would be a welcome relief <laughs> compared to what's going on. Why don't you just spend the afternoon outside? Well, they have those Play-Doh sets, too, where it's like you can make it so it's like you're you're making ice cream. Sure, absolutely. And you're we making... had the thing where you pressed it and the strings come flying out. And that was the barber chair. Was that the barber chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would put him in the, in the barber chair and his hair would grow and then you could style his hair. I don't think that's what it was. You just I would have got a you whole. Just had I would have a shooter where it come on different shapes, like the star I, I, shape. I would have, yeah, I would have got a hold of Play-Doh several years before you. No, I get it, but Play-Doh's been around for a long oh, time. Oh, I know it, and I don't know that they've really. But made what about silly putty? What about silly putty? Would that be? Are you asking if that's dangerous to eat? If I had my preference, I would take silly putty over Play-Doh. I've I've chewed silly putty. I have too. Yeah, it's got a great consistency. It really does. It's marvelous. It's like if I remember it's thinking. Too, it's, if this had any flavor, it'd yeah. be the best gum it, in the world. It, it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Plus, I mean, you don't want to chew it after you've inked up a bunch of it. You know, if you've taken the images yeah, off no. the newspaper. Right. I'm eating the Dick Tracy comics. I wonder if that would work as well now with modern day newspapers as back in the day. Probably, hmm. I, my guess would be maybe it wouldn't. You'd have to find a modern day newspaper first. Well, I understand that. Yeah. But even if you did... Or maybe it'd be exactly the same. I would think that uh, that older newspapers, papers back in the 60s and 70s, would have lended itself to a better image than now. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's been so long since I've even seen a newspaper. 
come on, get me some silly putty. Is the is the ink different on the paper? Is that well, what you're that's saying? what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm thinking that maybe it is. Hmm. That the today's newspaper isn't quite as inky as it used to right. be. Right. So that the that the the kids can't really go to the funny pages in the Sunday comics and get that. Ink or maybe up I'm and, wrong. Maybe it's exactly the same. But you remember that you you. Take it and like you, sure. you put it at a Dick Tracy and then oh, you yeah. stretch his face. Yeah, stretch his face and then the best. And stick it in your mouth. <laughs> it just felt like bubble gum when you yeah. chewed on it. Yeah, it had a great, you know, a little a different though. Right. Different. Yeah, yeah. You that sh- would be a good way if you were a kid. I didn't do this, but that would have been a good idea, a good way to lose a baby tooth. If you got a loose baby tooth, chew on some silly putty. That'll pull that baby out of there. Interesting. You could also do bubble gum. Yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> or or taffy. Here, kid. Here's some. Here here's some. Here's some. Uh, I remember window you, cock straight out of the gun. I remember. You, and put that in your mouth here. I remember. Hey. I remember using the uh, handle of a toothbrush or not a toothbrush, a hairbrush. Yeah. Just kind of like. Uh, get it in there, and uh, here it comes. Uh, it's coming. Uh, it's ripping. Uh, it's coming out. I've got it. I did the uh, gimmick where I tied a string to the doorknob. Did that work? Never once. I wouldn't think it would. No, because I, I wasn't tying it on tight enough no, on my it wasn't baby teeth. Taunt tea. enough. No, no. You know what would work? I have vivid memories of this because I did this for like three or four uh, of my baby teeth because I was I was home alone all the time. Uh, and I, I knew I had to get rid of these things. I had to get these things out of my mouth. What mm. I would do, I'd go down in the basement, I'd turn on the TV. I'd get that bowling glove out. And I would only take my teeth out of my mouth during Sanford and Son. Don't ask me why. Oh, that's that's not bad. And then I would get a big apple and just bite into the apple. Yeah. And then you your pull go- out, and then there's your a tooth stuck in the apple. Your go-to and now, show. Yes. Huh. Sanford and Son, whenever I watch it, it just brings back memories of teeth falling out of my mouth and going in of, And then you slide your tongue over that spot where mm. the tooth was, right. and you can just feel it still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. I never had a go-to show to take my teeth out. When doing my own dentistry. Although, if I had, mm-hmm. I would have probably went along with, I would have went with Lancelot Link. Lancelot Link, secret chimp? Uh-huh. That would have been mine. It's not bad. We got to take a break. The guy, he's got an escape route through the couch for crying out loud. Mumford and Sons next, Planet 93.9. Five. 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 Another story that involves a crossbow. This is our second crossbow story of the morning. Uh-huh. I don't know that we've ever had a crossbow story on. Well, no. What was the name of the band? Um, oh, what was it? Uh, wasn't that crossbow? It was something about a crossbow bar fight oh yeah 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 but that's no this is not a crossbow bar fight we had a story earlier where up in canada up in uh, the toronto area they they busted a weed operation where they had 150 million dollars worth of weed and for some reason kangaroos and zebras and they found guns and crossbows for this one we go to russia where Russia's Sausage King has been killed with a crossbow. Hello, I'm the Russian Sausage King. In a sauna outside Moscow. You have to know, as a Russian meat tycoon, Uh that 
any day. Anytime you step into a sauna, it could be your last. <laughs> when you take on the title as Russian Sausage King, uh-huh. they're coming for you with a crossbow. Believe that, comrade. There will be a Russian sausage fight. <laughs> I will uh, take um, uh, I will take sauna and everything will be good. And I will uh, relax and finally open up my pores, yes? A little too relaxed. Oh. Didn't, didn't see the arrow coming. Oh, hello. What are you doing here? What is it uh, you have there? What do you is have it, behind your back? Is it a violin? What is going on here? I'm sitting in sauna just having a uh, spitz. The Sausage King is dead. Long live the Sausage King. <laughs> That's how that works. Who is the heir apparent yeah, to the Russian yeah. Sausage King? Who's, taking, who's the power broker now? Several intruders broke into the sauna at the home of the Russian meat tycoon. Earlier today, they tied him up. Oh. And a woman demanded money before killing him with a crossbow. Oh, boy. I can't even enjoy my own personal sauna. This is this is where I live. They come right in and they, they crossbow me. This is the business we chose. Well, you know, there is that. I want everyone to look at the sausage before we cut into it. When you think you're out, then they... <laughs> with... The woman managed to... A link uh, sausage, they pull you right back in. <laughs> oh, okay. I read that wrong. I read that a woman did it. He was with a woman. So he and the woman got tied up. She managed to escape and tell the cops what happened. Ooh. And they... How do you let her get away? I don't know. There's The Russian babes get slippery when they're in the sauna for a while. And Natasha just slips right out. I don't know how that works. Olga's on the run, man. So she escaped and alerted the police... Uh, but by the time the cops got there, the Sausage King was dead. That's according yeah, to the... Yeah, probably in- arrowed to the wall. <laughs> oh. oh. That's according to the Investigative Committee, which is kind of the Russian version of the FBI. In Russia, Sausage King comes to you. Uh, the agency, uh, not naming the Sausage King, but other TV outlets are identifying him as Vladimir Marugov, who is owner of the Ozorowski Sausages Meat Empire. Grizzly and surreal murders make the headlines in Russia. It's been going on since the Soviet Union broke up in the 90s. Although this sort of thing, they say, has become less common ever since Putin came to power at the turn of the century, because he'll just throw you off a roof. They don't do things with like Yeah, you crossbow. might land on an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> right. You just poison someone or throw them off a roof. To to crossbow a dude in his sauna, that mm. oh, that takes me back. Mm, baby, you couldn't have done a worse thing to me. The investigative committee said the intruders had demanded that the sausage king hand over cash that he kept at his house and fled in a car. Investigators said they were able to find the murder weapon, a crossbow. Like he's uh, like he's Tyrion Lannister. It's nuts. The getaway vehicle was recovered in the suburbs of Istra. That's a town west of Moscow where uh, affluent Russians have country homes. And they like to spend their weekends in their, uh, their dachas, right? Isn't that what they call those things? Mm-hmm. So that's going on. 
Uh, meanwhile, in Spain, a guy who dumped a human head in a recycling bin as a Halloween joke has been arrested. Because hilarious. Police in Spain arresting a guy for dumping a human head in a recycling bin after he discovered the body that it belonged to in a nearby flat. So this guy finds a body and is like, I know what I'll do. You know what would be hilarious? Alarm was raised after the suspect was seen carrying the human head. It was poking out of a bag before he discarded it and ran away. Don't forget to recycle. Witnesses at first thought this was a sick Halloween joke with local reports saying the man had even shown the head to some passerbys, including some kids. Get a load of this. Hey, kids. <laughs> this happened in uh, the town of Jueva, near the border with Spain. Police alerted around 3 o'clock uh, yesterday, and they, they, they went and they found the head, apparently. An arrest was made in a nearby apartment. Officers also discovered the body of a dead man, described as a friend of the guy that they arrested who was aged around 50 years old. So his friend died at his place. We don't know how. And this guy thought it'd be hilarious to take his head off, walk around and show it for, you know, for Halloween. It's what he would have wanted. And then I put his head in a recycle bin. Now, first off, you can't put a human head in the recycle bin. You got to check to see what number's on the bottom of the head. Uh-huh. That's, that's not any uh, good. They're, they're tossing everything in there these days. Right. So that's uh, that's what we're at right now. Uh, some guy doing a doing shtick with a head, and we lost the Russian sausage king, Darren. What a time to be alive! It's a busy weekend. <laughs> Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. And that's it for this edition of Dave and Darren in the Morning's Top Five Things. Thanks for listening. It was brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have two stores: one in Milan, one in Galesburg. Nature's Treatment offers a wine selection of products for recreational use, including flower, vapes, and edibles. You can sign up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment. You can do so on Twitter and also on Instagram. Until we get a chance to do it for you again, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davenport, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock on, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh.